Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! show it is the show to be watching after arrow i'm your host ali Cona bradford yes <laughs> this one and no other i'm ali Cona bradford you can find me at boys and beauty 01 on twitter make sure you join us as co-hosts all you have to do is hop into the hashtag it's abtv arrow we'll be checking it so make sure you live tweet with us now moving on to the gentleman i was holding hands with ah that would be me you I think was yes. this, is there somebody else Maybe. Are you a gentleman? Ooh, uh, no, yeah, good call, good call. No, that's not yeah, no, uh, yeah, jury's out. Uh, Lex Michael, all over <laughs> social media at the Lex Michael, and the gentle creature to my left. Oh, okay. Ooh, I'm Tori Miller. You can find me at Tori J. T A U R I J Y. I'm the majestic madam to my left. Oh, hey, I'm majestic. That is a step up from the usual descriptors I get. Yes. Hi, I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Katie. That's K-I-A-X-E-T, and I'm talking about descriptors that people in the comments occasionally give me, not any of you lovely human beings. Oh, okay. And uh, I do want to jump in right now and let everybody listening know that our show today is being brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Now, guys... (laughs) Those crazy kids on Team Arrow make a lot of very questionable decisions. And who can blame them? They spend so much time... Sky blue, water wet. Well, they spend so much time fighting for the fate of the city, nay, the world, that they're probably exhausted. They I think what they, yeah, I think what they need is a good night's rest. I think what they need is a Casper mattress. Now, you guys can go check out a Casper mattress of your very own by going to Casper.com. Now, let me really quick, let me tell you about these mattresses, because these are no ordinary mattresses. Mattresses, my friends, no. This mattress was named one of the best inventions of 2015 by Time Magazine. It is wow. a single, perfect mattress for any and all sleepers. It is engineered science, guys. It is engineered for supportive comfort that guarantees you a great night's sleep. This this pillow, let me, this pillow, man, this dual-layered pillow contains nearly a billion microfibers that adapt as you move and keep you supported and cool throughout the night. That is some Curtis Holt, Ray Palmer type science. Casper <laughs> will ship you Except this mattress. It works. It's a, you know, well, there's that. 
Casper will ship you this mattress for free, and you can try it in your own home for 100 nights. And if after those 100 nights you are not completely satisfied with your sleeping experience, you can return it, and you will get every penny back. So my recommendation to you is don't be like Team Arrow. You sleep off your hard work so you don't make these questionable decisions. Go to Casper.com. Use the promo code AFTERBUZZTV for $50 towards the purchase of your mattress. Get a good night's rest before you, you go out and you fire your arrows at people. And, you know, maybe maybe you won't create a, a terrible uh, power vacuum that will threaten the world potentially in season five. You were five. so close to sticking the landing. No, it just, I started <laughs> thinking about how badly these guys need Casper.com. Guys, go. Check it out. Use the promo code AFTERBUZZTV for $50 off. Casper.com. Landing stuck. This is why we have you do this. Wait, yeah. sir. Wait, 100 nights. Guaranteed satisfaction. Does my mattress come with Stephen Amell? I wish. Well, then I don't know how satisfying. Uh, terms and conditions may apply. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now that we've gotten that done, let's talk about the show. Uh, oh, by the way, P.S., I like your pony paws in the uh, oh, intro. Well, thank corn you. Paws. Yeah. High five from a distance, too. Bam. All right. So the first thing oh I want to talk about is Thea and her situation, because it's obviously not a good situation, and we have Nissa trying to hold that over everybody and uh, using the word husband at least 895 throughout the opening scene, which was not appreciated. Chat was talking about how people on Twitter were making that a drinking game, and I really hope that everyone That's on funny. Twitter was doing that with a buddy who is now called the hospital. And got the, <laughs> Seriously, guys, that is alcohol. Poisoning levels of <laughs> husband, husband, husband. Like, no. Yeah, that was weird. My sister in law, of course I care about her. Be yeah, shut your face. Look, it, look at all the behold the field in which I grow my I can't quote that, it's profane. You'll notice that it's barren. Well it did it did feel a little bit uh this week and last week that we tripped and fell backwards into season three a little we bit. Did. Yeah. yeah. But here's I we're skipping to the end, I'm doing the thing, it's gonna be great. Um Talking about her disbanding the league and basically going, I've had a change of heart. We don't need the league. Everyone is free. I'm no longer under my father's. Like, oh no. She did a moral speech and she ran with it. Is it bad that I'm sitting here going, Malcolm probably had a much better idea of what was going on behind the scenes here. And Oliver was the big dumb moose that just ran over this very complicated machinery and broke the hell out of it. Like, I... I don't know if anyone reads Dresden Files, but I'm all I can think of is changes when the red court went down and all of these monsters zooming in to try to fill that global power vacuum. And that is going to be an ugly, ugly situation. And I think that's set up for season five because they talked about being in the right. They, uh, they, Guggenheim on his Tumblr talked about being in the writer's room and already tossing around ideas. There's no way they can resolve something that big in what we have left of the season. So I really think that that's what we're going to be dealing with for season five is all of these assorted God knows what popping up to try to bloodily take over the position that the League of Assassins has vacated. Yeah, I would hope that this is something that's picked up in a big way later on because the complete dissolve of the League of Assassins seems like far, far too massive a plot point to just skate over. And, okay, look, this is coming fairly shortly after, like, okay, like, we just uh, ice Amanda Waller like that, you know what I mean? Um... So maybe there's a part of me in the back of my head that's going, oh, really? Are we just going to, like, ice the entire league as a concept just as quickly? I hope not because the ramifications of that should be massive. Right. Absolutely massive. Um, Ryan Watallison in chat. Thank you, Ryan. We adore you. Uh, pointed out the world is now full of fully trained assassins with no job. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Malcolm even brought up the fact when he was trying to convince Oliver, hey, like, there will be a huge imbalance. You don't know what the hell you're doing. And, you know, Oliver's talking about, because, you know, Oliver's heart is always in his family, right? And mm-hmm. so his big thing is, I don't want to take her father away from her. That's one situation. And then the other one is just trying to do right by people and not kill people. And Malcolm's like, dude, like, I don't think you understand when you give Nissa this power, she's not in her right mind. Sweetheart, you're a little ignorant, I would have thought. I mean, you but you gotta admire the idealism. I mean, and... To a point. Uh, yes, to a point. I mean, if if Oliver had gone fully through all of the processes um, and not had it been had it not been cut short or him giving the title to uh, Merlin, like, he would have done the exact same thing. Uh, so... It's it's only just a, a person removed. Um, I think that I mean I love the drama that it's going to cause. Uh, so from an audience standpoint, I'm just grabbing my popcorn. Sure, but I, yeah, go ahead. No, but like but like you say, like Oliver was probably going to do the same thing, and we talked, I believe, about how terrible an idea it was then, <laughs> and why. Like, yeah, in in that situation, giving that power to Malcolm Merlin is essentially the lesser of two evils. And I understand, yes, everybody, they, they said it uh, out loud tonight, everybody's back into a corner. They had to make some really tough calls. It seems like we actually maybe learned something at the end of last season that we've completely forgotten about, maybe? Yeah. I mean... <laughs> you yes. expect him to keep everything consistent. Well, and look, again, I, Tari, I agree with you completely. Like, I love the fact that this is going to cause... It's already... We're seeing the beginnings of yeah. the, the massive fallout of this, and I think we're going to see it uh, on a personal level before we see, you know, whatever big assassin factions start killing each other in the streets. Um, one thing that I got really stuck on, because we haven't been addressing it too much until recently again... Uh, came up in this episode a number of times because they're they're really talking about we have to deal with Malcolm uh, a couple of times yeah like Oliver's going you know he killed Tommy he killed Sarah I've never hated anybody as much as I hate Malcolm Merlin and I'm going you have him over a lot yeah. like for a yeah. dude you really don't like like you yeah, guys seem to hang out a bunch here's the thing Hold though on. wait okay this is actually something I wanted to bring up the thing is is he obviously has daddy issues we've gone over that we went over that in the flashback we've gone over it in other situations and his whole thing is is I don't want to take Thea's dad. And I get that if there is no Thea, then what's the point? But obviously him being optimistic, he thinks there will be a Thea, right? Right. So there was a point to me bringing all this up. Oh, um, so we see throughout the episode and throughout the season, Malcolm trying to prove how much he really loves Thea. And throughout the beginning of this episode, you know, he's coming to visit her and he keeps on stating, I will do anything for my daughter. I will do anything for her. How much of that do you guys really, really buy into, especially with the slight third quarters of the ending and him arriving with his homies to try to start some shit. I would do anything <laughs> for love, but I won't do that. Like, seriously. It's sad when I think that Malcolm is the one making the best decisions here, but he kind of is. I mean, this is like a red letter date, you guys. I'm agreeing with Merlin on something. This is messed well, up. Well, but if he is the one that understands the ramifications and the reach of the League of Assassins, if he's done his homework, if he knows what they affect and how they affect it, then he is very much choosing the needs of the many over the needs of the few. Understanding that being the head of an organization with that much power and influence means that sometimes you need to put your duty ahead of your family. So it's an awful, awful decision to make, but 
from what I can tell, he's doing it for, and I hate this phrase because um, Hot Fuzz burned it into me, but the greater good. <laughs> the greater good. Exactly. <laughs> so wait, hold on. Speaking of that, and there was a little bit of street fighting. Obviously, we had the league and their split differences on the streets shooting arrows and blah, blah, blah. And the time, two fights I want to bring up. One is when Malcolm shows up with his peeps and you got Nissa and her peeps and she's like, there will be war. And all of a sudden, everybody breaks into a fight, but somehow everyone conveniently finds a partner and fights. It's never <laughs> A two-on-two or uneven, like we're all going to kill him at once and kill him at once because it makes more sense. It's oh, find somebody. Oh, okay, you look good. Let's sword fight. Yeah, Grab your it, partner. Don't see do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing was is when they did that on the street and you see all these hooded people in black going at it. I'm all, how do you determine which league member is on your side and which is on her side? I am confused. Oh well. Do you well, watch Gallivant? Mm. No. They they had an episode that was giants versus dwarves, but they were all normally sized people, so they were occasionally beating up the wrong person. It's like that's kind of what this is. <laughs> yeah, if you're an outsider, you can't tell. I mean, they got the things on and the things. I'm like, is there a little button that says I'm on Malcolm's side? Like, how the hell do you know? <laughs> the little campaign button? For <laughs> yeah, I'm with the revolution. It's the mocking J pin. <laughs> no, I, I like the idea that it's a little button, but it doesn't say anything. It's like a picture of Barrowman smiling. There you go. <laughs> like that's how I know. Oh, you're on a mine. Okay, okay don't. Yeah. I would wear that. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I would yeah. wear a little pin with Barrowman smiling. Yes, and then please. and then the other side has a picture of Nissa scowling. <laughs> that works too. Hey, really quick to my engineer, do you mind if we pull up the hashtag so that way we can see it on the big screen? If you can, please. It makes it fun and interesting. There's um, or maybe she's oh, there she is. Hashtag ABTV arrow. So co-host, now's your chance. We're gonna pull up the hashtag. So if you have anything to say, you can pipe in now and join us. In the meantime, let's talk a bit about the show. It Just looks like someone's already Sylvia in chat said uh, some guy left his girlfriend at the outdoor table in the attack. <laughs> 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 that is either an extra who didn't know they're blogging or the biggest dick in the universe. Or there's an amazing story going on there where that dude was like they found me and, <laughs> and we're okay. never going to know that guy's story okay guys fan fiction writers out there tell me that story dude maybe he was one of the candle lighters that actually got free and he sees oh this starting God, to happen is that he's like, like no and he books it because he knows man they come for the candle lighters first I lit all the lamps in the, in the, in the, in I, God what were we calling it the temporary lair the Ikea furnished which, whatever, which whatever, I believe right? we return to you think today? they have Casper yeah. mattresses in there I no, would hope no. Don't sleep. Yeah, they don't sleep at all. But they should. They'd be a more efficient fighting force if they went to Casper.com and used the promo code AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it, um, but yeah, we saw this the this warehouse, warehouse again. So do, do they just? Ha- well, I like to think the lease on the warehouse it still says All Ghoul on the last name. So yeah. Like, nah. Well, I like to think that Nissa inherited it when her father died. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Sure, let's go with that. Yeah. Yeah. They also have a rooftop with a brazier that does purple flames, which... Bra- bra- brazier. How do you pronounce that? Oh, it's that? like brazier? <laughs> yeah. Wait, brazier? What's going on? I, I did the thing. It's real smart. <laughs> go ahead, Tari. You want to say something? super long day, you guys. Um... Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, good night, everybody. Yeah, yeah, just keep the score. Never mind. All right, cool. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Uh, we talked about the imbalance, the city fight, where no one could tell who was on whose team. Um, oh, so Oliver has a little plan of his own, right? Because everyone's like, kill, Mer- kill kill, Malcolm, kill Malcolm, da-da-da, this and that. And I didn't know who was going to be on whose side because everybody has their own ploy and their own plot and what have you. And you got Laurel trying to work with Nyssa, and, you know, she has her speech about... 
be free. We know how that ends. Right. Anyway, the point is, is when we get to the rooftop fight, and all of a sudden, Hubby decides to step in and be like, well, since she's my wife, I'm like, no, I'll just fight for her. I'm like, oh. She was the one saying, my husband, my husband, husband of mine. So it's like, okay, this is kind of hilariously, awfully misogynistic, but she said it up yep. herself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. She also openly admitted that she knew that she wouldn't be able to win if she were to fight Malcolm. But she sure did go in there with the team player face like, yep. Let's do this. Well, and Malcolm also walked in like, you realize this is her death, but sure, great, let's do the thing. And what? Oliver kind of, by the way. Yeah, well, the rules, as I understood them, seem to dictate that really one of the combatants needs to yield. I would imagine in most of these situations, they either really want power or are incredibly prideful or both. So I imagine in most of these fights, someone dies. I don't think typically anyone yields. Right. So no. Oliver's plan actually works because Malcolm, I mean, he didn't yield willingly, but... It, it works, ultimately. I do like also the thought that kept going through my head. Uh, last night on The Flash, there was a very specific reference when Vibe is talking to Reverb on Earth 2, and he says, are you Darth Vader on Bespining me right now? <laughs> and I like that this episode ended with Oliver, Darth Vader on Bespining Malcolm. Yes. Yeah, very much so. Much. That, that pleased me. <laughs> God, the, I didn't see that coming, though. My, uh, I, realized, I was like, oh, is this, is this where Malcolm dies? Oh, he's going to die now. Oh, he has one arm. I'm just kind of howling because I watch Ruby and things occurred on Ruby that I was never expecting this mm. weekend. And it's like, Did they disband the League of Assassins? <laughs> they did. It was no, really there were like, <laughs> like three <laughs> different arm situations in this past episode of Ruby. And it's just like, oh my God, it's in all of my media. <laughs> It's not. I found it yeah. a little. It's National alarming. Arm Appreciation uh, Week. You know, there's a national everything for everything hashtag. Yeah, so. Appreciate my arms. Uh, yeah, I found too. it alarming. Oh, yeah. Ah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, really put my finger on that yeah. one. Yeah. Ah. Ah. All right, start uh, the music. Katie, do you want to hop into the hashtag? It seems like we're having issues with our big screen. So if you can do that, let's talk a little bit about Felicity while you're looking for that. Uh, Vern did make a joke about Uh, the sound of one hand clapping. Bless you. (laughs) Just bless you. Most of the hashtag is is just jokes about who would hire someone with only assassin on their resume and uh, does Nissa give good references? Um, You know who might... That's most of what it is. And uh, Stephanie Omer asking about any thoughts on Nissa's sidekick. Yeah, really. Who... Who the heck is... Oh. Who the heck... Does she have a name? Who? who? The girl with the, the dreads. Kick. Yeah. The person who got her... Who gave her the stuffed pepper and then... I don't know. Oh, my favorite part who that was when Nissa was, was like... And then also everyone's like... Yeah. It's like, like yeah. clap on assassins. Right? No, they rehearsed that for two hours. Unfortunately, <laughs> Merlin can't do that anymore. Aww. No. <laughs> He'll stop like, his foot. Hey, guys! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Go. No? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. It could happen. Um, He's a little more of a hands-off person now. God, stop it. <laughs> um, no, but for real, though, uh, if if you're an unemployed assassin in a city that is now teeming with unemployed assassins on a planet because of the size of the League of Assassins that is now presumably teeming with unemployed assassins, yeah. if I'm Damien Dark, I start mass hiring. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm also kind of expecting the assassins to form different gangs like the Jets and the Sharks and just kind of... Dance in the streets, like waving their swords around and whatnot. Yeah, 
Hold, please. Let's just talk about how Malcolm Merlin knew about Oliver Queen's son, William. To be fair, he knows he... how to put his ear against doors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Huh? yeah. <laughs> Good call. I was going to say he's Rachel Gould, but also that's, the door thing. <laughs> the door. And again, they seem to hang out with this guy they hate a lot. Well, in his defense, he just shows up. He, he does. He, that's yeah, true. that's just, true. I do feel like every group has that friend. Who just shows up out yeah. of nowhere and it's like, it's like hey, we hate this guy, but like, but like, he's useful. He's got, he's got the connects, man. We got to just keep hanging out with this guy. But man, <laughs> I really anymore. don't like him. This dude, this dude's killed two of our friends already. I don't feel good about this. Yeah, but now that he's hooking up with Damien, this, this is a situation. Yeah. Alicia Perez wants to know if we think Malcolm's going to get a hook for a hand. Oh, man. <laughs> I hope it's a crossbow. That'd be nice. Oh my god, I'm just thinking of Ash versus the Evil Dead where he just kind of puts the chainsaw on there and calls it good. Well, I'm thinking, what do they do with the hand and does maybe the hand will grow another Malcolm? Another Malcolm. And is it, is, it, is it a good Malcolm or a more evil Malcolm? I was going to say, which Malcolm do we have now? Uh. Who's the Earth 2 version? Oh my god, right. who is the Earth 2 version of Malcolm Merlin? <laughs> Oh, P.S. Speaking of that, though, you know, I, the part that stood out to me was when, was it, I think Oliver and Nissa were having the conversation about the fact that Nissa kept holding Thea's life over everything, and she wasn't willing to see past her wants and her needs, and she just, yeah, whatever, we, the potion, we might give it to her, we may not just give me what I want, it's my leverage. Yeah. Excuse me. <clears throat> and one of the things that he had said to her was, um, lost my train of thought. That's exactly what he had said to her. Yeah. Something um, about being beholden to her dad. No, that was, that, was, that, that was that was Laurel. Laurel. That was Laurel. Ah, oh, shoot! I had a really good thought, guys. I'm so sorry. Is it, it in my, your notes? My head just. He farted. made that. He made that super pensive face he always makes, and went. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> but then he did a salmon ladder, and no one minded. No, what <laughs> has we that have been? Two thousand nine in the chat saying, "What about the Vandal Savage Ashes?" Malcolm was in the crossover. That's true. They brought his rear end on that noise. So maybe he opens the urn and dips his stump in there. And oh he gets God. a new hand made out of Vandal Savage. No, he gets an infection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's unpleasant. That's really my fault, though. I, I don't know what you were expecting. Yeah, I, I did. I opened that jar. I don't, what do you think that the <laughs> Vandal Savage is a vampire? Oh, we're back. He's just going to revive? And we're back. I What's happening? Now. Okay, so... So, so Oliver had said, you know, you owe this to Thea because she is in this position because of your father. Like, your father is the one that killed her in the first place. It's the reason she had the blood bless. Like, this whole situation happened because of your father. And then she turns it around and said, well, actually, all this happened because of her father. Because if none of this would have, none of this would have happened if Malcolm didn't stick his nose in all this situation. And I was like, ooh, burn. Well, yeah, and we've known that for a good long while. And it's just kind of something that you shove under the rug for <laughs> plot convenience. We need the jerk, so we're just going to roll with it. Wait, hold on. I like that Alicia Perez says that Oliver needs to get divorce papers. Yeah. Yeah, that's... But yeah, I why have you let that like... go? And how are you going to get married to Felicity if you're technically married? Well, it's only okay, in the eyes marriage, of the League. Exactly, the League that no longer exists. Oh, good point. Good True, point. yeah, I don't think that's legally binding at all. Oh. Yeah. Well, legally I binding. Too. Um... Uh... <laughs> now, like a, like a certain portion of those assassins now practice divorce law. <laughs> oh God! Well, no, I was just gonna say, you know, there was a small, small, little section we got of Oliver and Felicity deciding that now is the time to get married, which makes me wonder what's gonna be the. Th well, never mind. I already know what's gonna be the thing that's gonna stop that real quick. Like never we mind. finally pulled something out of the crossover and we're using it in the series proper. That never happens. Yeah, I'm surprised. 
It got used a lot tonight. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. But, oh. By the way, you have a kid. By the way, he has a kid. By the way, he makes terrible choices depending on, you know, his family. So, uh, do the thing. Here you go. I'm surprised that Malcolm went for the kid angle and not for the, by the way, Oliver and the Arrow are the same person. Well, you know what I thought, though? I honestly thought before he said his son, I thought he was going to say Thea. And if he did, I was going to be like, oh, you are truly a butthole. But obviously he does, I guess, love Thea. Well, I don't he, think the two are mutually exclusive. Thea under the bus to get to uh, Oliver because that's completely counterproductive to literally everything that just happened. Yeah. I have my kid back. I'm not going to mess that up for no reason. Right. I just thought it was interesting, too, that... Okay, I, look, and I don't want to offend any parents out there, right? But Oliver doesn't have any relationship to his son whatsoever except for finding out that genetically he has donated his soldiers to create this being. He's mm-hmm. met him once and hung out with him. Well, a couple times if he's gone to the crossover. I'd I imagine I, but, if he's going back but, and forth. But... For Malcolm to say, and again, this is a parent thing, he loves William more than he loves Felicity, but you haven't even known him as long. You don't have that bond in that relationship. Maybe equally, or love the idea of knowing that you have a son, and as a parent, you're supposed to love your child more than anything in life, but to throw that in to, to Damien Dark and be like, well, this is what you can hold over him, because he loves him more than anyone. What? The other thing is, the kid is helpless and unprotected. Well, Felicity true. was neither. Right. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and there there was a conversation going on in the chat actually before we got rolling, talking about oh the ki- he's the son's not going to be in the grave, William's not going to be in the grave, they're not going to kill a kid. And someone else pointed out, did you see the first five minutes of Legends of Tomorrow? Because they definitely murdered a small child yeah, on screen. Straight up opens with Vandal Savage killing a little boy. Yep. Yeah. And, with a uh, sword, wasn't it? And we've established that that uh, Damian Dark and Vandal Savage, if not the most uh, close of bosom buddies, at least hang out in the same circles. They talk, yeah. they rub so, elbows. I would not put it past Damian Dark to murder a child. We no. also killed a kid last season. Oh yeah, yeah. little, little, yeah. Oh, little nugget true. in Japan. And we suffocated and oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we didn't even kill him pleasantly. Like it was yeah. very it was grim. How do you kill someone pleasantly? I feel like that's a contradiction yeah, of terms. Don't. Uh, really slowly with pillows, like you just eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Eh, don't Over go anywhere. Eh, eh. Yeah, just hang on. While eh. feeding them cotton candy. So you annoy them to death. Yeah, they just give up after a while. Well, speaking of children, let's talk about Felicity, the child of the calculator. Ooh. <laughs> I, Good transition. I, 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 I accept I your segue. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, so 18 years gone by. She's seeing daddy. And uh, I thought it was really interesting. I feel like there was a point to Mama Smoke saying that people don't change. And I thought that that was in terms of Malcolm, and that's why she blatantly just said that to make some sort of theme happen. But anyways, outside of that, um, really upset that Dad came and planted this little seed in Palmer Technology, but at the same time when Felicity invited him there, I was like, what is she doing? I'm so confused. Mom just warned you, and you just openly invited this dude into your work area, and then you're talking about Mr. Terrific. Um, you're just giving him reason to want Mr. Terrific on your team. What are you doing? He, she wanted her dad to place his relationship with her over, look at all the secrets I can steal. Right. Mm. Like, it was it was a very clear test, and like she said, he failed with flying colors. It was a massive relief that it was all intentional on her part, because that seemed, especially yeah. for, faci- for nope, Felicity, especially yeah. <laughs> for Felicity, who is, as we've discussed at length, 
the smart one, uh, it would seem like a huge misstep to not only bring him to the R&D department, but also uh, that's many floors on top of the secret arrow lair. Like, you yeah. don't want him anywhere near that building, but it was nice to see that she actually had a motive and that it, it paid off in a way that I felt was, was fairly emotionally satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Though I would have liked to have seen the father pass that test. Like, I would have liked to see them kind of building this relationship. We know he's a, he's a can I say scumbag on here? Just oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he's a scoundrel. He's a um, vagabond. But, I, I mean, I, I like her, not not that I like her term, turmoil, but, like, she, I think, I felt like it was acted very well. Like, I think uh, yeah. Felicity's whole arc this episode was good. Yeah, yes. of course. Well, and let's... I loved her mom just going into complete serious business mode. It was like flipping a switch. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I thought that was well acted. I thought that was great. Like, mm-hmm. yes. Go, Mama Smoke. Well, and too, like we we talked a little bit as well about this this argument uh, or this this line of thinking that came from uh, Mama Smoke about how people don't change. That Felicity really seems to have taken to heart. And you hear Oliver later in the episode say, "Well, you know, maybe some some people can." But we see in this episode Felicity make a very uh, firm, uh, very drastic decision based on her belief that no, people don't in fact change. Now, if as we have theorized, this line of thinking might tie into maybe revelations about Oliver having a kid and so on and so forth. Seeing her make this decision, I think is a great way to set up that she's not going to be so easily swayed from whatever position that she takes later. Well, also too, in the whole people don't change, the person that she's seen that too is Oliver Queen, the former killer who's been trying to step out of the shadows of himself for so long. So to say that to him, and he's already living with all this guilt about all these things, I'm like, uh, maybe not the right person to see. Maybe that. I, I do feel Oliver though, like Queen, who basically has lived lies for the past God knows how many years, and is trying really hard not to do that anymore, but is still sitting on a very, uh, very yeah. large lie. Yeah, and when your best argument in your own defense is, well, I don't kill people anymore, you just just nod. You just go, hmm. Anymore. Mm. Also, we've had, like, three people point out in the chat that the lair is no longer under uh, Palmer Tech. Oh, it's oh, yeah. under the campaign. I keep forgetting that too. I keep, but to be fair, right? We they moved stole it this. Twice. We moved. We moved it twice, and also, yeah. Even if you strip the entire place, somebody who knows if if the calculator can put together that she's Overwatch and that Overwatch works with Team Arrow, and he finds this giant space under the. Th- I don't know. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> about that moment though. That was actually a. I didn't think he was going to come out and say it that quickly, and I didn't think that he'd put it together that quickly, but it also does make sense as to why he now wants to be affiliated with her. Well, and she's only just recently gotten into the nickname as well. I'm sure there's records of her being Felicity and doing all of this stuff. Oh, yeah. But I also think, too, that there was a really interesting layer of pride when he confronts her about that because they've had no relationship and I do think on some level yeah he's not he's not a great Noah uh, the calculator yeah. not a great guy not an no. altogether terrific father um I do think you know having been having been distanced from his daughter for the the greater part of her life to come back and reunite with her and to find oh you're doing the same stuff that I'm doing you're doing it for different reasons but you're doing the same type of stuff that I'm doing and you're really and you're really good at it oh sweetheart you know what I mean like that was that was a little bit fun for me it was you know creepy and like any sense of pride for Noah is completely unearned but I liked that color 
what really yeah. got me, and this just about killed me, was Felicity talking to him about when I was a little kid. I thought I was broken. I was trying to figure out what was wrong with me because that's what you do when your parent yes, abandons absolutely. you. And I'm like, oh, no, this was the exact same line of thought she had when Oliver wasn't visiting. Am I broken? Yeah. Oh. I mean, at least so she... That was a great little callback yeah. that hurt my heart. Well done. Yeah. Well <laughs> Raise done. your kids, folks. Uh, you were going to say a thing. Oh, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, did any of you guys feel bad for the dad in any way? Like, I kind of felt bad for him when he was getting arrested. Mostly because, like, there, there's a part of me that wanted him to want to actually be in her life for non-selfish reasons. We have established that it wasn't that. But, like, I could... I feel like I could respect a guy trying to get back into his daughter's life. Yeah, but he wanted to have his cake and eat it, too. Right. If yeah. he was going to really say, yes, I want to be a part of your life, yes, I want to do this, then I'm also going to have my little criminal organization and steal from you on the side. Like, no, no, this is not a Venn diagram overlap. This does not work. Right. 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 So, yeah, I would feel bad for him. If we ha- if he hadn't failed the test, right? Yeah, if I feel bad, and I do feel a little bad, but if I feel bad, it's more because his intentions are not particularly solid. Yeah, yeah. You know who else failed horribly this episode? Pick one, Diana. So, so you're in you're in a cell. <laughs> Even if you don't hold the voodoo nightmare rock out real far so that your arm can be grabbed, what are you thinking? the second he knows you have it, where are you going to go with it exactly? You're in a cell. Yeah. That was dumb. The whole situation was dumb. And she was totally reacting off of emotion. And the fact that she can't see past her own emotion and actually listen to Oliver, understandable. She doesn't want to believe that her brother could be this horrible person. But come on now. You know the situation you're in. You know there are people in control of you with guns. Why is that situation not possible? And, I don't know, just, that's how I feel. Well, right, and it'd be different if they're trapped there with relatively nice people, or at least a relatively uh, sane sane bunch of people. But even if you're wildly overcome with emotions and you're not totally thinking straight, did you forget who these people are that you've been running from for... I think it's the not thinking straight thing, because I don't know, again, we don't know a lot about her backstory before she... Before Oliver showed back up on the island and met her. But she did just lose her brother, and I'm assuming that either that is the first person she's lost, or that is the last person she had. And so she's not dealing with it very well. You know, Oliver didn't deal with stuff very well at the beginning either. So I can't... He still doesn't. So I can't really blame her. Like, you get a lot of leeway from that. And let's face it, Oliver is really, really bad at explaining things. Oh, sure. Doesn't matter. It's all my fault. I killed him. Yeah, thanks, bro. Yeah, but at the same time, okay, you're in this situation with this dude who has a little bit more knowledge of what it's like to be in these situations, whether they've discussed it or not. You have no experience in this situation, so for you to take the rock and try to take control and be like, foo you, this is my plan now, go get Ryder. What were you going to do when he got there? What were you Again, really going to do? Not I mean, thinking straight, wants to be away from the person who killed her brother. Just but if he wanted to do anything to her, I mean, it's probably, it probably has nothing to do with her fearing her own life. But if it was, if he wanted to do something to her, he could have done it a long time ago. Well, I mean, she could have, I mean, she may have been trying to buy herself from being a prisoner into being back into a, like, a more, like, outside, 
picking position. So, I mean, it's an upgrade from where she currently is, which is confined with the killer of her brother. But, okay, if you don't know how to fight, I'm just going to assume that Diane is not much of a fighter. When they release you out of the cage... And you have this rock. What makes you think that someone's not going to just grab it from you or chop your arm off well, no, and she, just take the rock from you and then kill you? No, she was just like she was. It was just to get her out of the prison. Like yeah, it wasn't. But, she like, wasn't going to fight them. Her? Why wouldn't they kill her after they got her out of the prison and got the rock? Because she's still her? good later. Why wouldn't they, why wouldn't they kill her thinking, first? She wasn't thinking <laughs> yeah. past step one. Clearly, in this plan she because this she's is in the cage. Very, then get the rock. This is a very emotionally fueled, like, it's, again, it's part of the bad decision conga line, but I can't blame her given all of the things that have happened to her that have led up to this point. Yeah, yes, like, I'll, I'll put it this way. If this happened to somebody in the real world, I'd go, I, I would fall back on that. I would go, well, all right, they, clearly they have no reason to be thinking straight right now. The fact that I'm at a remove from it, I suppose, maybe, is just, yeah, I'm just a little flabbergasted. Aye. It's fine. It'll be great. It'll be, well, it'll be great. See, because we're looking at a fictional world, we can see the narrative and we can see kind of story arcs and we know our tropes and all of that fun stuff. Of course. So it's very easy to sit here and look at this decision that this fictional character has made and say, oh no, it should be this. Oh no, this would be smarter. Because we have that extra layer of removal because we know that they're not real. Yeah. Again, if you got someone in real life doing this, you're like, yeah. No, that I yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I and because I everyone agree. makes really stupid emotional decisions. Yeah, and this is a horrific emotions that she's dealing with. Very, and it's a very sudden betrayal from someone she trusted and I think might have loved. Yeah, so, yeah. fair, fair. Can't blame her. No, I, you know what? And yes, I, I I agree with you. I really can't either. I feel like it speaks a little bit to the idea that we we need, or if not need, strongly desire our fiction to make sense in a way that reality doesn't necessarily. Oh, yeah. But no, I I could definitely see that. It's really frustrating, though. Oh, my God, yes. Watching this entire show is an exercise in frustration (laughs) if you expect anyone to have a modicum of common sense. It's it's Felicity, and that's it. And sometimes Diggle. Unless Andy's involved, and then not Diggle. And then... It's a CW show. I mean, we really know what we're getting into here. It's it's a CW flavor. It, it is. It's so oh, much. No. We do. We adore it, but yeah. holy cow, they're stupid. It's a little. Yeah. It's like don't get me wrong. I'm I'm it's, sitting here because I love the show. If everybody it's, made smart decisions, wow. Sh- sh- no, take it again. Sh- <laughs> if everybody made smart decisions, this would not be an interesting show. It could still be an interesting show because then you've got. Well, I hesitate to use Death Note as a uh, as an example of people making smart decisions with their Take lives a chip and eat it. <laughs> God damn it! But there's a big difference between people making dumb decisions and that makes the plot move forward, and two people who are on the same intellectual level matching each other beat for beat and essentially playing Xanato speed chess. Like there's, it, it would be a very different show if everyone were smart, but then it wouldn't be the show that we're watching. Well, I mean, <laughs> at its core, it's a it's a soap opera, and this and the way that the beats happen are very soap opera. It's, oh, it's yeah. you know we need we need to make sure that this relationship happens, and so we have people being very. Uh, uh, conflicty based on just their interactions as opposed to what's happening around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's, it shed a lot of that kind of nature as it's grown. And we, so now we're getting a lot more story oriented 
driving, but like it's still still in the roots. People don't change, guys. Sure, but and look, Oliver changed. <laughs> I I do like the idea that this can move us, especially when we're talking about the flashbacks. This can move us from the place that we're at right now, and because you see, Ryder has a very big reaction to this rock. Oh yeah. So oh my god, a giant rock. <laughs> it was like, ooh, that's very pretty. I'm going to put that's it in my dip. Zen garden. And um, dips. But uh, but I I do like the idea that it can take us from the place that we're at, and hopefully put us on a path towards uh, a bit of an end game or at least because we we've seen the the flashbacks pretty consistently since the beginning of the series tie thematically into what's going on in the present and sometimes it takes a little bit longer than others for us to arrive at that point so i do like the idea that this can maybe point us there because oliver's been on the island dealing with Ryder for like a long time two weeks like, like in feels like to say in time. character time, in Arrow time, it's it can't have been super super long. I feel like he's been there a month to at most. He has not been there months upon months upon months for this to happen. I feel like this is a plot that if we shoved all of it together, if we put all the flashbacks together, would be developing extremely quickly. Sure, right. So yeah, I feel it, like we got five years on the island. This season covered eh, two months of them. Sure. Speaking of quickly, we have run out of time. Very, very quickly. It's starting to get late in the evening. So we're going to start wrapping it up. We're going to prepare our news. That's always fun. Okay, guys. So I've been talking to Echo Callum via Twitter. And he's still interested in coming on the show. Keep tweeting at him to remind him. But apparently his schedule this month is pretty hectic. And he's hoping to come in in March. So, yay, cross your fingers and tweet him a lot. Tell him how amazing After Buzz is and how he has to come here. That would be that way, terrific. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and that's my ride, everybody. Anyways, um, so you guys know I love fun pictures. And since Echo is the topic of this, I thought I would just make him our entire news situation. So, so what is going he, on here? He's, um, well, you know, he he's looks great in pink. Actually, cool. he's he's a huge improver. Upright Citizens yes. Brigade. Uh, oh. A few other groups that he's been part of. Anyways, <laughs> like, yes, I've I would assume that. that that's what this picture is from. Oh, and then this picture. Him and Tom Lennon? Well, the actual reason why I pulled it up is I did not realize that Echo Callum is 6'4". I was like, holy cow, he's a big dude. So I tried to find a picture of him standing next to another average-sized gentleman. Okay. <laughs> and that's what came up. Oh, Tom Lennon. Nice. He's, he's the a- the uh, pinnacle of average size, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what it says on his resume. <laughs> uh, let's go to our next picture. I don't know what is going on, but we see that he is sitting here with, well, not Felicity, it could be a Felicity moment, or it could be an Emily moment. I'm going to assume it's an Emily oh, moment. Oh, this is, but they did that, that bungee thing. Oh, is that what that is? Together. Did they go skydiving? No, they did this. This was, yeah. uh, and as they must have done a selfie when they were shooting that episode. Okay, because yeah. I was like, she's got great lipstick on for uh, skydiving. But now <laughs> I know quick, it's part of the We show. have an answer. What? The woman helping Nissa is Messi Natifa, M-E-S-I Natifa, from the Arrow 2.5 comics. Mark confirmed it on Tumblr. Thank oh, you, Book Nessa. Nice. That's oh, super helpful. You. Okay, you. so then it is something, it is from the comics but it's, it is from the comics that specifically spun out of the TV series. Yes. Okay. All right, so this picture, I don't know, I just thought it was hilarious because uh, they just both look <laughs> evil. Very, very evil. And they have big mouths. I, mm, I, <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what Echo is doing on this toilet full of tissue paper? It's a nest. Okay. 
but he's sitting on there, and I just thought it was funny. Echo Kellum okay. is a bird. Uh, no. next, do we have any more pictures, or is it video? It's probably video. So while the video is pulling up, I will say this. I got this from an older interview, but I just thought it was worth talking about. Somebody interviewed him and said, you know, in this version, Mr. Terrific is also an LGBT character. How does this shape who he is? And I loved his response. He said, I think it shapes who he is only that that's who he chooses to love. He's married, he has a husband, but it's not the most defining quality about him. It's important, but he's a living, breathing character who happens to be gay. Rarely do people live their lives through their sexuality. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Okay, and then this video is part of a, I believe, is this part of the indie film? No. Oh, he was baking. That's what it is. Baking with Hollywood stars. So anyways, check it out. Oh, cool. (laughs) You are about to love what I created for you today. It might be your favorite dessert ever. Okay, I'm ready for this. Are you ready? I am so ready for this. You look ready. I am ready. Close your eyes. Okay, my eyes are closed right now. Mm -hmm. He's adorable. Open them. This is before he booked the role. Those are freaking sweet. But he loves comics. Dude, you totally turned me into a comic book. And wow, I said this. And now (laughs) I'm saying it on a comic panel. Kellum so, with kindness. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But I love when he starts right. eating them because he is so into this cupcake. Oh my god, there's ice cream in this. Mm-hmm. Just all oh over his face. So good. Do you love it? I'm not gonna good lie, I, I might be shipping me <laughs> and Echo Kellum a little bit right now. <laughs> I think I was shipping Echo on that cupcake. Anyway, yeah. so that's that. The next one is the actual indie film. We won't watch the whole thing because it's six minutes, but it was pretty funny the beginning. And I it's um, basically it's his hangover that's an actual person that's following him around. Oh my god, yes. This is like if Google was a guy. Mm, that's a great series. It is. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's classy. Yeah. No, we've all had that. Mm-hmm. Speak for yourself. <laughs> oh my god. Hi, I'm Charles. I'll be your hangover today. Oh my god. using the palm tree motif to symbolize the protagonist's quest for tranquility. <laughs> really? <laughs> now see, I assumed it was more about contrasting nature with the lifelessness of the entertainment. We must be reading different novels here because to me, um, I think the palm tree was representing. All right, nerds, it's time to skip ahead to chapter four. So I think that guy is their yeah. Malcolm Merlin. Yeah. I think they all cut the out of nowhere. If you guys want to watch the rest, make sure you look at it hey, on YouTube. It is quite hilarious. Anyway, so that's my little news, just fun little blurb about Echo, and yeah, that's that's all I got for you. Oh, I, I have. Oh, go ahead. One thing that I think is super interesting, uh, maybe not uh, incredibly newsy, uh, we we discovered last night that apparently on uh, Earth Two. Uh, there is not a Suicide Squad movie coming out in August because Floyd Lawton exists. Yes. Yeah. That was fun. That's all I got. (laughs) Yeah, he's, nope. So Floyd Lawton, Deadshot, who no longer exists on Earth 1 because there is a Suicide Squad, nope, Suicide Squad movie (laughs) coming out. (laughs) 
squat. <laughs> a, a, a squats movie. Joker and Deadshot do squats. Um, there's a Suicide Squad movie coming out on our Earth, so they had to kill him off. But on Earth 2, he is, in fact, Floyd Lawton is a police officer who got the nickname Deadshot, ironically, because he is the worst shot on the force. Yeah. Interesting. He's like red versus blue church levels of terrible aim. <laughs> Point blank and bad. miss. So what are you going to say about the chat? Oh, actually, I, we, uh, Vixen in two weeks. Live action Vixen. So excited. Which is Get great, out. and it's really cool to see how quickly that happened. Oh, yeah. And there's going to be a season two, which I assume is going to be another cumulative 30 minutes long. Of the, so of the animated series. it's more of an episode series. two, but yes. Um, we have iTunes reviews, because you guys are lovely human beings, and you left reviews, like we asked. Um, one is from Berserk Expense, My Distraction from Work. You guys are amazing. Every day I deliver pizzas, I listen to you guys. Actually makes the day a little bit better. Five stars all day, every day. Yes. And Great After Show by Marukas. Love the show. Love hearing everyone's point of view. I feel like you guys are taking the words right out of my mouth sometimes. Keep up the good work. Do you want them back? Yeah. Yeah, I I feel guilty taking all of the words. Seriously, you guys, thank you so much for leaving reviews. Thank you for rating five stars. This is how we get people on the podcast. This is how you let our producers know that, hey, we like these people and they're doing a good job. And, of course, if you leave a review, you uh, get a shout-out on the show because, seriously, we adore you guys. We Thank do. Thank you. Like That's the, true. Like the air heart. Like the air heart. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get up here because my microphone's really Let's your predictions. Oh, oh. Did we lose the oh, it's back. There we go. There we go. Took it again. You're after Buzz TV predictions. I love that the light show in this studio is pink. It's great. Well, next week we have Hive showing up with Demolition. Is that what they said that the, the, the a group was called? Team? I don't know. Yeah, it was like the Demolition Squad, something like that. We'll have to and basically, they're blowing up the building around them. This this looks like some form of action movie. Like I I don't know which one I'm thinking. It's of. a little bit like the raid, but more stuff blows up. I have a prediction, yeah. guys. Let's hear it. Okay, totally irrelevant to Hive and the Demolition Squad that I just brought up. Sorry, but this whole situation with Thea and the Lotus and it never being something that Malcolm has ever heard of before, and Nissa having a bag of tricks that she's I don't know tricking. Um, anyway, <laughs> I feel like this solution is only temporary, and that for, I don't know, maybe a good couple months, Thea will be thriving and kicking, and then all of a sudden it's going to wear off, and then Oliver's going to be like, damn, I should have listened to Malcolm. See, I honestly, at this point, even though we have the whole it's his child, this, that, and the other, I honestly think that we're going to get Thea in the grave because, for one, just because all of this for nothing, and that's the sort of thing this show would do. Sure. For another, I think that her being healed of her bloodlust has also removed her protection from Merlin's, from Merlin. Wow. Mm -hmm. Dark's magic. Possibly. I mean, I, I'm still, I, I'm at a point where I've more or less given up even speculating who's in the grave. I'm, I think I'm just going to wait for them to, know. I'm just going to wait for them to tell me. Yeah. Um, but it does seem like we've spent so much time building up this, this illness, this, you know, uh, building up her condition, retracting her condition, making it more severe, less severe to just, it's gone. I don't see that being the case. Deus Ex Bottle. Yeah, I don't. I just don't see that being the case. I feel like it's it's another thing that we can't. Not much like the League of Assassins being disbanded. It's something that we can't 
fail to address going forward. It's going to have a side effect. It has, it has to, right? To. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was important enough that there was a whole other order dedicated to protecting it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Tari, do you have any predictions um, for us? Yes, just a quick one uh, that is not on that subject. I think that the the thing that Ryder is going to find, the thing that he needs to map for, is going to end up being the idol that Dark is uh, worshipping or using for his power. Interesting. This thing that, oh, are, cool are we referring prediction. to the, the, the tile thing that we saw the one time? Yes, that, that possibly. I think a couple of people in the chat were like, is that a possibly a mother box? Mm-hmm. I don't know that it is, but that'd be amazing. That would be crazy. We haven't seen that in weeks. Yeah. We haven't. But now in a world where, side note, but it is relevant, in a world where, like, again, last in night. In a world. Where last night on The Flash, they kicked the dam down completely as far as the multiverse. I feel like maybe we're culturally ready to introduce mother boxes and apocalypse and the new gods. Yeah. Well, speaking of kick, I think we're getting kicked off the air right now. So (laughs) we're going to go ahead and sign off. And thank you guys so much for joining us tonight. If you were in the live chat, thank you. And if not, don't worry. You can catch us next week. I'm Allie Kona Bradford. Find me at Boys and Beauty 01. Please find me on YouTube, Boys and Beauty with Allie Kona. I do fun bathtub informational videos. I've had a few new subscribers. If it's any of you guys, thank you. And if it's not, to make sure you subscribe right now. Go. I only watch bathtub videos when they're informational. Yeah. yeah. Lex Michael, all over social media, at the Lex Michael. Now, your turn. Tari J. Miller. You can find me at Tari J. It's T-A-U-R-I-J-E-Y. I've learned so much about bathtubs from those videos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I am on so many of the shows. The Ruby season finale is at 6 p.m. on Thursday next week. Do not miss that. It's going to be wild. We're going to make Miles and Carrie account for their sins. Also, I'm going to be at Gallifrey One this weekend in Los Angeles. If you are there, come by, say hi, get a ribbon. All right, guys, it was a splendid evening or morning or afternoon whenever you're watching us, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.